my goodness, you haven't had a podcast in a while. And yeah, so if you've missed hearing my shenanigans, well, here's some more. There you go. So it's Thursday when you would have normally had lab for those. Well, everybody has lab on Thursday, right? That's right. So because we, you guys, I'm sorry, not we, you guys were off on what? Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, we couldn't have lab today. Now, technically we could have lab, right? But it was going to get you guys off track between the two sections. And I don't, I don't, I don't like to do that. It's just too, way too confusing. I get more confused than I may normally be. And it's, it's just not seamless. And the, the bad thing about, um, the bad thing about this whole situation is that you, you guys are in your individual sections and you might not see each other. You might not build relationships with someone in the other section labs. Um, and some people might say, well, I don't, it doesn't matter to me. It, in lab, anytime you can network with someone, uh, it's a good thing because they may be at a hospital that you might want to get a job at. And so having that connection actually does help sometimes. But regardless, this is where we're at and this is where we're going to be. But you actually have your chemistry test that, is it chemistry? It is chemistry, yes. Um, chemistry test that I posted last night and it will be due Sunday by 23.59 and that is a drop dead date and time, okay? It is, I believe it's 20 questions. Um, there were five points piece. And I think three or four of them are short answer. And when I say short answer, I mean, complete sentences, correct grammar, correct syntax, spelling, all of that stuff. Am I going to take off if you misspell a word, like significantly hard to spell? No, I'm not going to do that. But at the same time, please don't answer with phrases or, you know, jargon, you know, common language. Please, please be as professional as you can be. And um, that's something that we're going to start talking about now we are getting ready to start the last eight weeks of your spring semester and a lot of things are going to be changing in this semester um and I, i'm hoping that it's going to be for the better for you i think it is so um the one thing is we're going to start talking about more of uh the customary i don't like customary because i'm not conventional i'm not customary i'm the opposite of that but in a world where i am the very significant minority as far as customary goes uh you 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 live on the fringe but you can relate to people who are more status quo so to speak not that either one is good or bad uh there's a kind of a etiquette around healthcare regarding communication and correspondence, uh, email, uh, let's see, uh, information. You remember when we talked about AIDIT and SBAR in last fall in uh, what, 110? Remember, AIDIT is that uh, mnemonic device that we can use to remember how to communicate with our customers. And in healthcare and most everything else, everyone is your customer. So it's not just someone who is coming into your hospital to seek health care and ultimately, you know, have an insurance company or their back pocket pay the bill so that you can have a job. It is that we want to give them quality health care services regardless of payment capability. AIDIT is that mnemonic device that helps you communicate seamlessly in, in, in theory with any of your customers. So we're talking about 
patients, co-workers, management, hospital administration, and we'll get on another subject about another another podcast about hospital administration down the road. Um, nursing, rad, any doctors, any modality in the hospital where patients are served that you might come in contact with. So if you can recall, aid it is acknowledge for the A, information, right? Um, for the I, meaning we acknowledge the patient. Hello, Miss Freeman. Uh, nice to see you today. I am Candace. I am going to be helping you in the lab today. Information I would be your doctor sent you here to have a complete blood count done, which means we're going to look at things like your white blood cells and your red blood cells and hemoglobin, things like that, to see if you've got enough iron. Um, duration is D. So I'm going to stick you today, and I'll be calling you back in about five minutes, and then we'll get your blood, we'll send it on to the lab, and your doctor will have the report by midnight tonight, okay? That gives them a definitive time frame when things can be expected to be completed. Now, I will tell you, you would never want to tell a patient that I will have you back in five minutes unless you know you can get them back in three, okay? Always overpromise. Well, maybe I should say, yeah. Always, always shoot past what you know you can meet because if you exceed their expectations, they're going to remember that. So if your wait time is you know you can get to them in 10 minutes, you want to tell them, I'll be with you in about 15 minutes, but I will try my best to get to you before that. The key to good customer service is making your patients or your customers feel like they're your only patient. And that's not really hard to do. You just have to put yourself in their position and think about it. All right, so we did A, I, D, A, acknowledge, I for information, D for duration, E. E is the one I have such a hard time remembering, okay? So T is for thank. The, we want to thank them at the end. Even if they run you upside, up one side and down the other, cussing you out, fussing you out, okay, you engage in what we call service recovery, all right, to make them understand that, you know what, one, whatever happened, you, you are sorry that they've had this experience. If you caused the experience, then you want to apologize and rectify it, right? Um, but you always want to tell them, what can I do to fix this? And that is such a really important thing to do because when patients feel like they have a decision in the outcome, how, how everything's going to end, they will engage more. So you always want to ask them, what can I do to make this right? Um, what, what can I do to fix your problem? What, what would you like me to do? And engage them in a conversation. And I would say good 90 to 95% of negative encounters I have had with patients wind up being very positive in games because I help them solve their problems. Even if I can't solve it completely, I give them a commitment that I will get get it done and give them feedback. And they typically walk away with a smile and saying thank you and not even realizing they're still mad as crap. But they just smiled at me and said thank you for helping me. And that's really important. And if you're someone who gets really uplifted by helping other people, which I hope all of you are like that, then there's nothing better than helping someone fix the problem and knowing that they believe that you'll do what you said. 
So let's go back to E because uh, Dr. Freeman has a really hard time remembering E. So I am going to leave that blank for a, a bit and we're going to come back to the E and aid it because based on what I'm sharing with you in this podcast, I think we will be able to always remember E once I get back there. All right. So S bar. Remember, S-bar is a way we communicate critical information in a very concise and quick manner without missing anything, right? And most of the time, it's revolving around communicating with healthcare providers or other healthcare professionals, with nurses, physicians, what have you. This works really well for your colleagues, too, because when you're handing off information at the end of a shift, you don't just leave, Right? How many times have I been on the bench and I came in, you know, I'm here five minutes early, right? Because you can't clock in before seven minutes till your start time, because you'll get overtime. That's another podcast too. We'll talk about all of that stuff later. But I always get there early so that I can relieve the shift who is getting off on time. And I have at least five minutes to hear what's going on. Many labs have a, a communication log where they'll just write down information and it wrecks when we were there. It was just a spiral notebook, right? This was before email, if you can believe it. Like, the first email I ever got was at Rex Healthcare in Raleigh. And I can remember it like yesterday, sitting down at a computer terminal. And um, Jackie Okoth was the name of my supervisor. And she was showing me how to log into email. And she couldn't even figure it out. That is how old I am. And I'm not old. I'm young. I'm 47. That is young. Even if you think it's not young, guess what? It's young. Because when you get to 47, you're going to be like, yeah, I still have the mind of a 20-year-old, but my body don't say that right now, unless your body does say that, which I've decided mine's going to say that in about a year. Anyway, we'll talk about that later in another podcast. Anyway, back to S-bar. So, S-bar. S stands for situation. So you want to communicate exactly what the situation is. All right. Uh, Hey, Candace, you just collected a sample from XYZ in ICU. I just spun the sample down and it is hemolyzed. Okay, that's your situation. All right. Your background, right? Your background is any information that could support the resolution of the problem. So... The samples was, sample was hemolyzed. The background, hey, Candace, I looked at the previous history of the patient sample, and gosh, she had a hemolyzed sample before, eight hours ago, and her sample from yesterday was hemolyzed. That's background information that could be helpful in resolving the current situation because if this patient has some sort of medical condition that's causing intravascular hemolysis, that would constitute a deeper investigation by her physician, okay? Or if the patient has a, um, an, a pick line or a, the IV, the catheter is in and all of her blood samples are being pulled from that catheter, then it could be that the catheter is damaging the red cells in every pull. But we don't know that because we don't have that information. So the situation is the current problem. The background is any supporting information that would help you resolve that problem. Now, A is assessment. So A is going to say, I tell you what, let's do this. Let's let's just look at her lab work. Let's, let's do a little bit of um, digging into her diagnosis and see if she's got some sort of hemolytic issue going on before I send you back up there. We may have to call the the nurse to get more information. 
But regardless, we are not going to result this potassium on this patient because I'm not sure if it would be elevated, right? So the assessment always has to align with the background and support the decision or the recommendation, which is R in SBAR, that you make to solve the problem. So recommendation is going to be based on the information you get from the assessment. So I make the recommendation. I tell you what, let's go up there and let's stick her other arm and just make sure, because if her other arm doesn't have an IV, let's just make sure that everything is good to go because if that sample's hemolyzed as well, then we've got a big issue. That's the recommendation, okay? So you you break down complex, complex information into chunks that systematically work together step by step to arrive at a logical logical outcome which is what you want always want to streamline things as much as possible without compromising the quality of care that you give your patient or the quality of work that you're delivering in your lab so let's go back to aid it aid it a-i-d-e-t okay a is for acknowledge I is for, it is actually it's for introduce, okay? I said information, but you can look at it both ways because when you introduce yourself, you're actually giving information to your patient. D is duration. We said T was thank you. So what would come in between the duration and the thanks? That would be the experience that the patient is having, right? That would be the event, that would be basically an evaluation, okay? So if you ever have a problem remembering what the E or any other part of a mnemonic device means, sit down and think about what comes before it and what comes after it. If I'm telling a patient that, hey, you know what? I'll be with you in about 15 minutes, but I'm gonna try my best to get to you as quickly as possible and just let me know if you need anything and then the T is thanking them for the experience because it's over then logically that that E that you forgot has to be the actual situation where care was delivered and some sort of information was gathered so I like to look at it in several different ways it's the experience it's the event that's taking place it's the evaluation of that experience the outcome of the experience so um it AIDIT is used at a lot of healthcare facilities, so is SBAR, and I believe Cape Fear is one of them that uses AIDIT quite frequently. All right, so that is 14 minutes of my blubbering, rambling mouth talking like three different people at one time, so I hope you um, have enjoyed that piece. I'm going to stop this segment, and actually, no, I'm not going to stop this segment. I'm going to keep going because I'm driving, and if I type in a snazzy little title, I could hit this RAV4 in front of me, go in a ditch, flip this little little gold car, and... Um, Fayetteville Tech would never agree to wrap it with uh, like advertisement at that point so all right so let's keep going um if you need to stop me just stop me all right so here's what's going to change the second this second eight week period which is not technically a second eight week semester it's just the latter half of the semester and have I told you I don't like these eight week semesters so although some of them might work well for some MLT courses the bulk does not all right so 
the second eight weeks, you're going to have a different experience in several of your labs. I don't want to say all of them, but maybe all of them. Micro. So micro is going to take on a little bit of a different flavor because you're going to have unknowns. So based on feedback from Cape Fear Valley uh, regarding rotation one in their micro department, we found that um, we need to go a little bit deeper in some content. Now, they have a lot of students to train because they take on eight students every cohort. And so sometimes some things fall through the cracks on their end. Now, we... I know you've been trained by Miss Evans in half of 140, essentially, and all of 240. And if you don't know, you have a bang-up set of parasite slides that I am jacked about. The sucker was a thousand bucks, and I someone said, um, "Really?" I said, "Pull the trigger." I said, I, "We have to have them." They came from Carolina Biological. They are reusable. You have about 65 in the set, and it's almost. I think it's pretty much everything that you're studying. So that's going to be great for you in lab. Now, the issue with 240 is that it is special clinical micro, which means it's not entry level, okay? It is not entry level at all. These are things that you would do once you get on the job and get trained there to do or in an advanced lab. But what we are going to do is we are going to roll over 140 into it because you cannot lose that information. Now, this is where the MLT courses are different, all right? Because you go take psychology 150, all right, I got an A, I'm chill, right? You know what? And then you, you go through another semester and you don't take any psych classes and then summer semester comes around and someone says, gosh, could you please talk about, explain BF Skinner to me. Explain behaviorism, positive and negative feedback, positive and negative reinforcement, I mean. And you're like, I don't know. Now, negative reinforcement means that if you do if you do the, the thing, then you get you get a punishment. It's not really what negative reinforcement is. Um so you tend to forget a lot of content or fail to really learn it deeply when you know it's not high stakes. So there's two terms you really need to be familiar with, high stakes and low stakes. High stakes means that it's critical to your goal, okay? So if your goal is to be a medical lab technician, technologist, MLS, pathologist, whatever your ambition is, all of these MLT courses and all of the content all of it's high stakes, okay? It is more important than your general education courses. And I will say that, and I would say it to every teacher of your gen ed courses standing right in front of me related to students enrolled in the MLT program. Not that the general education courses are not important. They are. But to allocate brain power in an MLT program, you have got to put the MLT courses top, Okay. High stakes, low stakes courses are those ones that, you know what, I could get an A in it, right? But a B is fine. A B is perfectly fine because the time that I would have taken to write that paper that could have gotten me an A instead of a B, I actually took that time to put into learning my parasites, okay? Low stakes means that, you know what, that psych class, yeah, it could help you in life and it can help you in the job, but it's not going to get you that job, Okay. So, not the task related to it. All of your MLT courses are high stakes. So, you can't forget how to identify bacteria. That 
you have to know that. So what we're doing is every single micro lab, you are going to have unknowns. Now, we're gonna structure it in a manner where you guys are actually setting up cultures, unknowns, for the following lab. Like, for instance, Tuesday's lab would set up cultures for Thursday, and then Thursday sets up cultures for the following Tuesday, and it keeps going and it keeps going. This gives you multiple benefits. Number one, you get to set up cultures with the media in the right order, all of the auger, including thio, just like you're going to do it on on your clinicals, okay? You get to practice your streaking, and each class is going to evaluate your streaking, okay? Just like we would do in the clinical lab. So if you set up, uh, if you set up cultures and your streaking is bang up and you have isolated colonies, then that evaluation is going to say that. Now, is there a grade associated with the, with the evaluation? No, not really, but it needs to be done because you have to have feedback in order to improve. And peer feedback is excellent. Peer feedback is low stakes, meaning that you have no grade that's going to tank you, okay? Now, the first week, next week, you're going to start with staff. And then the next week is going to be strep. And then the third week is going to be fastidious, homophilus, and Neisseria, and Moraxella. And then the fourth week is going to be E. coli. You're going to have four unknowns each week to work through, to practice all of your chemical testing, all of that stuff, pulling it back from there. So any resources that you have from micro, make sure you consider pulling them out. Micro 140. Pull them out and bring them with you, okay? Miss Evans and I sat down. We designed this. I designed this. I told her exactly what I need her to do. Um, she will do it. And Cape Fear, because, because Cape Fear is holding the program accountable and I'm holding her accountable. So you will get that next week in addition to whatever lab you have with 240. Okay, so if you're if her lab for parasites is planned that you need to look at XYZ parasites and do whatever lab activity is associated with it, tack on those unknowns as well. Because technically we could have you in that lab three hours, okay? And the reason that we don't have you in that lab the whole three hours is because some people master things more quickly than others. Some people master content and they say, hey, you know, I want to hang out a little bit and practice it a little bit more because I'm really not feeling it right now. And some people take five hours, okay? So we like to let you drive what you need. So if you're rushing through lab to get, just to get through lab, you are doing yourself a disservice, okay? So, that's what micro is going to take on. Immunology is going to take on something a little bit different too. Um, I do believe you've probably gotten through most of the content. So guess what? You're going to spiral back through it in a different way. And I will let Miss Evans share that with you. It's going to be a, re, a iteration of the content that you've done so that we make sure that you drill down into topics that maybe are not as clear as they need to be. Okay? So... If you are like, this immunoassay stuff is like, what? You're going to get that from me. So don't even worry about that. I've got you covered on immunoassays. And you'll probably have it at nauseum. You will know exactly how to do it because we're going to pipe cleaner the heck out of that sucker. And hopefully come up with some other innovative ways to have you um, learn competitive ELISA and non-competitive ELISA. And uncompetitive, if there's such a term which there is. 
Okay, so um, chemistry is really going to probably be about the same, except I'm going to give you a West Guard problem every week, and it's not going to be on the board. It's going to be a set of data, okay? It'll either be a set of data or an acceptable range, and I'll have you pull out, do a, do a West Guard, Olivia Jennings, find the errors, all of that jazz, okay? This is just reinforcing what you've already learned. It's helping you learn it and make it become a habit and then in hematology we're going to move into white blood cells now next week um, you're not going to get your hematology test until next Thursday and I and I thought long and hard about this I'm going to open it up to be done online not in the lab and uh, but I wanted to wait until next Thursday because there may be some questions on RBC morphology and I wanted us to take some time to go through it and just talk about it to make sure everybody's clear so um, hematology we're going to do more media lab I'll be giving you much more media lab to do online and still continuing to do those diffs uh, in class and we will do probably one or two more manual red counts and one and probably three manual white counts so that you actually have those under your belt we'll also look at platelet counts and platelet estimates so that you're familiar with that and um, it'll all be great so you you should see a difference the second eight weeks and if I'm tired er than I normally am I think you probably would know why because I'm I am um I'm going to make sure we have everything set like we need to so that we set you up for success to go into the summer session and hopefully the summer session won't be quite as taxing as this one even though on paper there are more classes so if you have not signed up for an advising session with me please do so I need to make sure that we've got all our bases covered for summer and for fall um, make sure that you're working on your I just lost my train of thought here uh, your immunizations if you have questions with that let me know um, CPR make sure you understand you do not have to take CPR through Con Ed at Fayetteville Tech in fact I would not I would go online through the American Heart Association take it through them online and then find someone that will do the practical for you and if you need advice on that I've got multiple students from the second year who would be happy to share their experience with you and give you contact information so we can go that route too let's see what else Remember, do not order drug screen or background checks yet. Do not do that. That will be in May. And Ms. Evans and I are working on clinical placements. We're working on work, we're working with getting the list together to syndicate fear to let them decide who um, who is going to be coming there. And so, if you have applied for a scholarship to Cape Fear Valley they get the actual list first and they will go through and see who's there and as long as we are good with placing you at Cape Fear Valley we will go with their with their selection uh, then Southeastern gets uh, second glance at the list and so if anyone has applied to Southeastern then uh, we'll pull from there now if you've applied to both places I need you to let me know so that you know we can take that into consideration all right so um I think that's enough right and there's nothing in this that I haven't shared via email except the change in the eight weeks which we'll talk about that next week all right that's been 30 minutes and I you know I'm not a fan of very long media because like if I see a video that I need to watch that's four minutes long I'm like I ain't watching that man 
and and so yeah I'm not I can build it I can design it and develop it all day long I can make it look like you bought it from a super professional instructional designer place and you guys have not seen that work from me yet um, because it takes a long time to do but uh, yeah so if you've hung on this long I'm impressed now I'm gonna tell you a story one last thing about a student and I'm not going to tell you who the student is I'm not even going to tell you which class the students from I will tell you it's not your class okay I would never share a personal story from anybody in your class number one I'd never name a student but here's a situation all right I had or have or might eventually have a student who's going through an abusive relationship okay pretty bad pretty bad abusive relationship and um, she did or will or has contacted me about going to another clinical site because she's going to vacate right she's going to leave which I totally understand I've been there and um, I was in a very abusive relationship actually two one was with my father and the other was with my first husband and both of the situations were rooted in emotional and mental abuse not so much physical abuse but um, if you've ever experienced abuse to that level you can understand that scars outside can heal you know but the wounds inside don't and they they stay with you forever and they cause much trauma in your life and cause you many, many problems. Well, she's going through what, exactly what I went through with my first husband. And sadly, her experience with her father was almost identical to mine. So, why am I telling you this? Well, we did or will or may find a different clinical site and work things out for her so she can finish the program or did or will or may finish the program and I'm very thankful to have the opportunity to help helped help will help this individual um, and I'm telling you this because I want you to know that many many teachers in higher ed would easily say you know what, here's the, here's the number to our counseling services. Student services can really help you with that. They can put you in contact with a counselor. They can put you in contact with a lawyer. They can, they can do all of these things for you. Um, and uh, don't forget that you've got a paper due next week. Okay? And I am not sitting here putting a crown on my head because uh, God knows I don't have a crown to put on my head. Okay? And I wouldn't if I did. I'm human. You're human. Miss Evans is human and we all get frustrated we all want to scream we all want to say why are you doing this what's going on we want you to know that we are the kind of teachers that we're not going to give you a number to contact student services okay we're gonna fix the problem if we can and then we're gonna say what else can I do to help you so for this person by me going and it really didn't take much it was calling a friend and asking for a, asking for a favor it was everything to her because it unlocked her from having to stay local to go to school and go to her clinical 
and it gave her the power and the ability to leave okay and my first and my first main thing that I have to make sure that all of you have is safety and security so if you ever come to me and you say I'm this or I'm going through that or I can't this or I can't that I can promise you I won't I won't I won't give you to somebody else okay I will own that and I will help you with it and it won't matter about what's due it won't matter about what what's past it won't matter about whatever's associated with the course what comes first is your mental health and your sanity and your safety okay so I say this because we never know what anybody's going through right we all look like we are strong super women on the outside and I can say super women I think I think we can we can say superwomen, right? Yeah, I'm saying superwoman. We don't have any we don't have any men in this class. Okay, we're not going down that path, okay? I I I'm totally I'm totally if anybody is transgender, I think it's fabulous. You need to be who you are, not what society tells you to be. Okay? So I'm going to go on my vision. Um, I'm not assuming anybody's gender, but maybe I am. We're all women in this class. So we all look like we've got these hard shells, right? We are tough. We can handle this. I got this going on, and I'm getting ready to hit this Camry if he don't kick it into gear because now I'm gone. Bye-bye. Okay, so, but on the inside, we might be, like, totally like Carmelo, right? You know what a Carmelo bar is, right? Like, a, yeah, now I want a piece of chocolate. Okay, um, so the person that I had helped appeared to be... <laughs> unbreakable and it makes sense now because the reason this person was unbreakable or appeared to be unbreakable was because they had to be because if they didn't have that outward appearance they would have shattered to pieces so I never make the assumption now after many lessons learned never make the assumption that everybody's okay because they look okay right that's why we try our best to teach with empathy and grace and mercy and when I say that, what I mean is you might not deserve it, but if you're willing to work toward it, we're going to help you. And, and I'm talking about all of us. I'm talking about all of us. So um, anyway, don't know why I felt that was on my heart. Usually if I feel like something is placed on my heart, there's a reason somebody needs to hear it. Uh, what's said to me stays with me. All right. And so if you need to ever talk to me, or Miss Evans, um, it doesn't matter. Whoever, if you if you feel more comfortable with Miss Evans, talk to Miss Evans. Okay. If you feel more comfortable with me, talk to me. If you don't feel comfortable with either of us, then we got a problem now. We got to figure that out. All right. Because I promise you, I'm not going to to make you feel one way or the other. I'm going to listen and I'm going to ask you how I can help. And I mean that. And I have told you more than once, the only reason I was put on this planet is to help people succeed. And I mean that. So, this has been a tough week for me. And I think it's because you guys were not on campus. So, I hope that tells you a little something. Anyway, um, thanks for listening to my ramblings. I hope you enjoyed it. If your family has listened or are listening, thank you for supporting your your. Uh, your student in my class, your wife, your mother, your sister. Here I'm assuming gender again. But um it, it can't you can't 
You can't get through this alone, so you need support. So if your family's not listening to this crazy mess, tell them that that we're very thankful for the support that they give you. Okay, so now let's get back to work. Do that chemistry test. If you have problems with it, holler at your girl and I'll figure it out. And yeah, I will see you guys on Monday, either face-to-face or virtually, okay? All right, have a good weekend and be safe. Don't get the corona, which I think the corona's gone. The pandemic died a couple weeks ago. All right, guys. Thanks for letting me vent. Bye.